Welcome to I'll Remember That. Hi, my name is Drew Beebe, and this show is about the life advice that, for whatever reason, just sticks with you. Each episode, I'm going to share a piece of advice that someone has taught me, but then we're going to reach back out to that person and pick it apart. Today, I'm sharing some relationship advice. Don't keep score. When you're in a relationship, you tend to keep this little mental log of all the times that you did something, like folded the laundry or did the grocery shopping. And then sometimes you stack it up against how many times your partner did things. And if it isn't lining up, it can really build up resentment. And it goes back and forth. So the recommendation is just don't do it, which is easier said than done. This advice comes from a pastor and a TV host in Vail, Colorado, named Eric Williams. I was one of the producers on Eric's TV show, and back in 2015, when my wife Amy and I got married, we asked Eric to officiate the ceremony. I haven't seen Eric since literally the day I got married, so I called him up. Eric, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to see you again, my old friend. It is It is great. It's been a while. So I want to start off by reliving this moment of advice you gave me and, and sort of give the context on it. So so do you want to take a little trip down memory lane with me? Well, I, you have to set the scene of where we were because that was what was so special. I'm honored to, to marry and bury, as we say in the business. You know, I was a pastor <laughs> for many years and uh, you never stop marrying and burying. That's one of the things you still do. And uh, <laughs> I had the honor of marrying Drew and it was so much fun. You've jumped ahead in the story. This this predates the wedding. Oh, really? So, yeah, you were going to officiate our wedding, and Amy and I were talking to you about our vows, and you requested to add a vow to our list of vows, which is kind of a bold move. It but... is. That is, uh, yeah, this is, it's, it does sound like me, though. So you advised that we include don't keep score. Honestly, I've forgotten most of our other vows, which hopefully doesn't mean I've broken them, but that one really stuck with us. Do you do you remember giving that advice? What year is this? How long have you been married now? We're at seven years because, you know, we're like joking about the seven-year itch, which is not uh, not too itchy, I must say. Sleep over with your best friend for the rest of your life, right? I mean, it, that's right. Who would get itchy with that? That's the greatest thing ever. No, I remember that time in life. That's when I was really trying to work on that piece of advice that had been given to me. Actually, with premarital counseling with Kim and I from a pastor, Tommy Schneider. And that was one of the things that he said that stuck with me was the don't keep score. Can you can you kind of explain the advice? The example that he gave me was dishes. And he said, you know, you got to unload the dishwasher just about every day. And he said, you don't keep score with that. It's not you did this and I did this and back and forth. It's not, hey, baby, I'm going to go hang out with my friends tonight and then you can have the next night and it's back and forth. And then the one person is always going to be above the other if someone has done quite a bit. And he said, no, you know, think about it like a Christmas gift, that it is more fun to give that present. So think of that, uh, you know, in the Christmas time, like, the, you know, the wife says, I'm going to go out and have some drinks with my friends and we're going to go do this thing tonight. And it's, I'm exhausted from work and it's just, you know, you've done, you got to do that the week before. And then you had that thing two weekends ago and I haven't had any time with my friends, but, you know, and that's what our brain goes to. You know, the first thing that we think of when somebody says like that, but instead, you know, being like, oh my gosh, I get to give you this present now. It's something that I get to give you. I look at it as a present every time. And who doesn't want to give like 
the person know me? Don't you want to give Amy a present? Like if you could afford it, you'd give her something every day. I mean, everybody's love <laughs> languages are different. You make me feel like a jerk because I, I could afford a present every day, but uh, you know, she, <laughs> she'll tell you she doesn't get one every day. <laughs> Do you have any examples of times when you specifically remember sort of not keeping score and, and they, they worked out in a, in a good way for you? To me, it's not like the individual examples because I know that it's been doing that. But it's the way that when I first tried to do it, my scorekeeping at that point was the idea that I'm not keeping score. Like, oh, I'm doing so good with this job right now. You know, like a workout. I'm doing so many push-ups in this first week. I'm doing so great. But that was a scorekeeping in my head. So then I had to like do the other mind switch. Like, no, no, no. You have to 100%. Like, even though you know that you're doing this technique, it has to work. And I totally flip back from time to time. You know, it's the whole idea of anything like anything faith-based or something, right? Like if you don't question it every day, then it doesn't count. You know, you got to be questioning hmm. something like this every day. So if you don't, you know, check yourself when you're like, yeah, baby, you really did like four different things. And then you got on me because I didn't do the one thing and you start doing the thing in your head and you got to flip it back. Like, no, it's better the other way. Because then hmm. keeping score also just takes so much damn time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Think of it. And then you got to remember it. And then you got to go back to the moment where the person wronged you or something. And then you got to think about that. It's just why, you know, that we got to hakuna matata this stuff and just get past it. I want to be a little provocative and play devil's advocate a little bit here. Is there a certain value of keeping score in a relationship to sort of understand that you are both on the same page? So, yeah, I 100% agree. I gave you the rose-colored glasses. You know, in my family, what we talk about is that everything's on a spectrum. So I'm giving you the one far side of the spectrum. If you could be so altruistic in your heart that you never, ever keep score and you just want to serve others at all times, great. Perfect. <laughs> you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to be stomped on. You'll be in a gutter at some point uh, if you <laughs> never, you know, stand up for yourself at any point. But the other side of that's the domineering side, but you're right. I totally agree that there should be some of that. And, you know, as long as it's done in that in that right way where you win no matter what. Okay, so this is my ultimate relationship challenge is how to address little things that bother you. So how to address, hey, you know, maybe they leave the toilet seat up or something, right? And it's it's one of these things where, like, if you mention it, it feels petty, but if you don't mention it, it feels like you're maybe like burying something and you want to be honest and, and share your feelings with somebody. I don't know. How do you, how do you figure that out? <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I wrote a song for my wife about this that we talked about on our relationship, the same idea. So we call this, uh, this problem, this relationship thing that I imagine almost every single person uh, experiences. We call it socks at the bottom of the bed. Okay. <laughs> she has cold feet. And uh, she goes to bed with socks on and she would take her socks off like halfway through the night by like, you know, sticking her toe in and rolling them down. And I like military grade perfect covers at the bottom of the bed. And my missus is put two like rolling fuzzy socks down there. And so when I try to move my foot to the super cold spot that I like so much, I run into this thing that's in my military covers and it drove me bonkers. <laughs> And it started to like let it get to me and so forth until that's this is it's got to be mind shifts. And that's what we talked about earlier. I had to shift my mind to when I feel that on my toe in the middle of the night, it's not an annoyance. It's a, oh, that's her. Like you get to have this sock at the bottom of the bed because you get to be sleeping next to that human being. 
it's the whole idea of meditation, right? When you're trying to meditate and some other thought comes into your head, it's not like, oh, get out of here. The idea is like, all right, I see you, you're here, get out of here. And then like, <laughs> I recognize you and then pass on through. I recognize this moment. This is something that can annoy me, but oh my gosh, I'm married to the love of my life. And it's not perfect, but it's better than anything I could have imagined. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay with that. Is there one piece of advice that's always stuck with you that somebody gave to you? Here's, I don't, I don't want to use myself as someone who's given a good piece of advice, but here's one that we share quite a bit and one that my children will quote me on is don't make your problem someone else's, <laughs> which I know is kind of inherently negative. But uh, when you, when you talk about it with your children, especially if you have two like crazy little boys and you're in some social situation, like I do, the idea is you can be you in this moment and you can go tear around and have some fun and inappropriate. But when you start affecting other people around you, and making them change their behaviors because of something that you're choosing to do, that's just inherently not fair to the other person to ask them to do. So don't make your problem someone else's. I, I should find a better way to say it. Well, thank you, Eric, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the advice you gave me. It meant a lot to Amy and I in our relationship. I'm really glad it meant a lot. Uh, it was given to me. So your job is passing on now. Thanks for letting me be a guest, man. This was a treat. It was great to catch up with Eric, and it was pretty cool to hear that he got his advice the exact same way that I did, talking to a pastor before marriage. Okay, now I'd like to read some of the advice that you submitted. This one comes from Jim, who heard it from a mentor of his in the restaurant business. He says, if you're going to be a man at night, you need to be a man in the morning. Meaning, if you go out drinking at night, you still better show up to work the next day. What about you? Do you have any favorite advice? I want to know. Send it to me in a review for this show on Apple Podcasts, and I'll read one after each episode. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>